What is up, world? Welcome to Apocalypse Now, the movie hangout show from Apocalypse Movies. I am your host, Jacob Bartley, and we got some cool stuff to talk about today on Tuesday Newsday. But before we get to that, let's introduce the crew. Of course, we have Brian Avalasino in the house. Mr. Gio Ramos, the DC enthusiast, is here as well. And Mr. Jake Berlin. What is going on, guys? How's everyone doing? Going swell. Tuesday Newsday. Man, you son of a gun. Just had a very, very uh, heavy dinner. So. so you're eating before the podcast now instead of making us all go buy Chipotle immediately <laughs> after me. the show. Except yeah. me. So I, I think it was a couple weeks ago. As soon as we end the show, Gio leaves for a second, comes back with some Chipotle, and we're all like, oh, my goodness, that looks yeah. so good. And everyone except Jake actually went and got Chipotle right away. It was her. That's like, I'm always going to remember that. That was hilarious. You should be paying me. Yeah, I know, right? You, you just you get it enough. Seriously. They made like 25 bucks off you that night at least. Um, for sure. So uh, before we get to some news and stuff, let's talk about the movie watching challenge. The little segment here that we do. And uh, we also have a separate video up right now where Keith reviewed the Shawshank Redemption. Yes, Keith, the film buff guy. He watched... Shawshank Redemption for the first time. You can go check that full video out of him and I discussing it since I challenged him to it on the YouTube channel from earlier today. And uh, yeah, so we're going to play a little clip of Clever. that. Clever. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we're going to play a little clip of that now for you guys. This movie really made me think a lot about the prison uh, complex and uh, what the prison for profit uh, system that's in America and how they use prison labor to build stuff and to just for just works free free labor for the state oh yeah you know? and then and they so, gain yeah the state gains right. money from it yeah exactly exactly and there's a lot of that going on so this movie certainly made me think about that mm. yeah so go check out the whole video uh keith loved it he said it lived up to his expectations so that is always a good thing it's Sometimes these classics don't, so that's a good thing. Uh, but the other part of the movie watching challenge is someone else new getting challenged. And are is everybody aware of who was challenged? Yes, we are. Should be. Yes, Should be. Mr. Geo was challenged again. Geo Keith has chosen you to be challenged, and we have a few movies that are going to be in the running. And as you guys know, you, the viewers are choosing now. You guys chose Shawshank Redemption, the first viewer chosen movie watching challenge. So we have four new movies out up for Geo, but we're not going to tell you who chose what quite yet. Brian, do you want to show some of those movies to them? Absolutely. All right. So, Geo. Your movies that you have been potentially challenged to. Mm -hmm. Number one, Awake, starring Hayden Christensen and Jessica Biel. I need to watch that. Number two, wait a minute, Jake, there's five on here. No, there's not. Yeah, there is. Uh, not. Number two is Memento. Number three. LA Confidential. And I'm assuming this is the fourth one, but uh, A League of Their Own. No. no. This is. See, that's why I said you had it there. <laughs> the, the Big, big sick. sick. I already know who chose the Big Sick. 
<laughs> do you really though? Because I don't know if you do. Uh, this person has been talking about the big sick for years. Okay, a uh, few of us have. <laughs> that doesn't that doesn't necessarily mean that Jacob challenged you to it. Because uh, I will say this: it wasn't Jacob. Okay, tell me more. Who was it? I'm not telling you anything. <laughs> yeah, so those are your no, choices excited, now. Man. Those are some uh, classics uh, that I saw in there. So we'll see. Hello, everybody. Um, yes. Oh, shout out. Sorry, Brian. Taylor Sorry. Taylor Sorry, actually Brian bought what? this jersey for me. I know you love this movie. Awake. <laughs> oh. Uh, I wouldn't say I love it, but it, it, it made my – skin crawl a little bit and it's uh hayden christian doing something other than star wars but uh, i didn't i didn't watch awake but i did see like a clip long time ago that doesn't mean anything i just wanted to let you know (laughs) oh uh well and the the thing you're having on i was gonna say if you're planning on having surgery don't watch yeah that. seriously <laughs> um so the the second part to this is that like jacob had mentioned uh our viewers and youtube followers now get to vote on who what movie we get to watch uh, we started last week with keith and unfortunately because things weren't updated in time there were only two movies to choose from last week <laughs> yeah poll is officially up on our youtube channel and you can vote between the four of them which one you think or you want geo to watch this week um and so just head to our youtube channel Go to our homepage under the under the tab community. Uh, just click uh, click there, and you'll find the poll. You can vote. It also should show up show up on your subscription feed, and you'll be able to click which movie you want Geo to watch. Awesome! Yes, please go and do that. And before we get to some cool news stories to talk about, Geo, can you please tell them about our podcasts? Absolutely. So you guys can not only find us here on YouTube, we also have uh, podcast channels on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor. Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you listen to podcasts. So when you guys check us out, we encourage you to subscribe, but also comment and rate as well. Those comments and ratings are very important and help us uh, get the shows seen more, more exposure. So you'd be doing us a solid by not only checking us out, but giving us uh, a like, a subscribe, and uh, a comment as well. So we appreciate it, you guys. Thank you so much. Yep, see that right there? That's uh, Apocalypse Movies podcast performance how we're doing Ike's right there yeah you guys are a big part of that you guys make our channel i don't know so i don't know why so it's much. not scrolling it's so weird it's not it's scrolling on my computer but it's not scrolling here let me see if i can do this again because it is it is being a little funky let's see ah there we go that's what it actually looks like yeah there you go <laughs> and it has all these episodes I mean, just look it's at all of them. a lot of content. So Goodness. check us out, guys. Awesome. Cool. So let's start with a uh, in a story that actually is a little bit old, but we definitely want to talk about it. And Jake, why don't you tell them what that is? Yeah. So uh, it's actually a, a fun show tonight. And we have a lot of stuff to talk about. But this one is actually from last week. Um, it happened before our Friday night stream. But because our Friday night streams are a little different, we're going to cover it here on Tuesday Newsday. And that is that Nia DaCosta, who is uh, the director of the upcoming Candyman reboot and also directed a film called Little Woods, which starred um, Tessa Thompson. And here, let me throw this up while I talk real quick. You can see her right there with our fellow Marvelite. Uh, She has officially been brought on to direct Captain Marvel 2. Um, And a film that is a a few years away here, 
But a lot of word has come out about story details and what they're trying to do with the movie. And she has been tapped to direct the movie. Now, no word yet on whether or not she'll be writing. Um, she did have a hand in writing her film, Little Little Woods. Uh, and then Jordan Peele wrote the Candyman reboot for her. So they worked, uh, they collaborated on that one. Um, but she's going to be directing this movie. And like I said, uh, no word on what the script is going to be yet or who's going to be tackling that. But uh, if all the rumors are true about how big this movie is going to be, I have no doubt that she'll probably have a hand in it as long as with some writers who have experience in the Marvel world, um, which is going to be really, really cool. And I had some notes here just really quickly on, on her herself. Um, she's only 30 years old. Uh, she wow. is only 30 years old. Um, she is not. She's a right around our age. This is her third. This will be her third ever film. Um, so she's very uh, unknown to a lot of the public. But we've heard really good things about um, the Candyman reboot, and uh, unfortunately, that movie's that trailer. Yeah, and the trailers, the trailers looked really, really good. Unfortunately, just due to COVID, the movie got pushed back, and we're not going to see it until next year. Um, but we've seen Marvel do this before, right? They've tackled and and taken directors from uh, who are very young, and 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 as far as young, I mean young in the business, only a few films under their belt, uh, and th and that was the case with uh, the directors of the first film. Um, they were, they only had a, a one or two films under their belt and, and now they're kind of doing the same thing with Captain Marvel two, but you also have to think that someone that worked with someone like Jordan Peele has some big experience. And then obviously Tessa Thompson probably was like, yeah, she's great. You need to get her for this movie. And so it makes sense. Um, but yeah, so Nia DaCosta taking over Captain Marvel two thoughts. Gio, why don't you uh, start this one off, man? Um, it's tough because I haven't seen any of her work, so I can't. Yeah say you know honestly like i'm a big fan all i can say is that marvel has a great track record with uh bringing on directors uh first time big budget blockbusters and they just knock it out of the park you know whether it's uh russo brothers uh even favreau um i'll say him as well um scott derrickson so the list goes on and on so again this is just marvel like carefully considering their filmmakers what their filmmakers have done, who they've worked with. And uh, I can only have faith in Kevin Feige and Marvel, which at this point <laughs> to say you don't, uh, that's that, that's, that'd be ridiculous. So yeah, bring it on Captain Marvel too. Uh, we'll see. We'll see if this is a big, uh, you know, big project for her to, you know, if it's too big to handle because they are rumored to bring other Marvel characters along a lot as well. of them. Yeah. I preferred it just be a Captain Marvel movie um, set in real time. Um, so we'll see. Yeah. And in, in a few things uh, there is to add on top of you, the movie is expected to take place in present day in present Marvel time. Um, so after the events of Endgame, I hope so. Um, <laughs> and that movie is, you know, a few years out from us uh, or that timeline, excuse me. Um, and then the last thing I'll say about her first film, Little Woods, because we haven't seen her second one, but Little Woods is available on Hulu. If you have Hulu, it is available. Oh, um, nice. I think it's, I I'm think I'm pretty sure out. it's described as a crime thriller, and Tessa Thompson plays an ex con. I mean, it's movie. Tessa Thompson and Lily James. I'll watch anything yes. with them, too. You want to <laughs> know? I, I read up. No, no, don't tell me anything about the movie. No, no, no. I'm not. Oh, okay. um, I read up a little bit to try to learn a little bit more. She said, she said that. She drew heavy inspiration from uh, what was it? Winter's Bone or oh yeah, with Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. It was Winter's Bone and um, that one movie I despise that you guys love. 
uh, oh, uh, Wind, Wind River. River. Yes, Wind River. that one. Oh, Love okay. it. I, I, I was, I actually, it's funny. I tried to watch it today before the show. I just didn't have enough time um, well, because I, I found out today that it's available on Hulu. And so it's like that whenever I need a movie to watch, it's the first thing I'm going to now that I, I know that's available. Yeah, I'm going to try oh. to check it out. And again, I haven't seen anything from her, so there's nothing to base it off of. But if you go from directing that movie to Jordan, Jordan Pill putting all his faith in you to direct this Candyman movie, and I guarantee you, Kevin Feige has seen Candyman. Oh, guarantee yeah. you, oh, Kevin yeah. Feige's seen it. And look, in Feige, we trust, right? He knows how to find the right person for the right job. And he doesn't just, for the most part, he doesn't just say, talk to one person and say, you're the person I want, let's do it. He probably considers all his options and goes with what he thinks the best is the best fit. And look, we've seen the MCU turn directors into superstars. So I, I like this opportunity for her. And I don't, I don't necessarily think Brie Larson had a hundred percent say in who was directing this, but I bet you that they met, they all met Kevin Feige, Brie Larson, Nia DaCosta and made sure they all gelled right and had the same vision for this sequel. So with all that being done, I I'm totally cool with this. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. And, and to add on on the meeting, I like I said earlier, I have no doubt that Tessa Thompson was involved or called because she's worked with her. Previously. True. And um, we might see Tessa Thompson in Captain Marvel, too. I wouldn't. Yeah, be I mean, you you honestly, yeah. that could very well be the case. You really don't know because they're both super like not superpower, but they're both. They have these just powers that yeah, are so they could go into battle her. together. Exactly. And we, yeah. we heard word that, you know, that they're going to bring in a lot of characters that we know and Avengers and stuff. And uh, she's and she, we know that she's on Earth protecting Asgard. And so that's very possible. Um, it's it, I like the choice because we all we've always talked about it before, how we love the fact that the unknown directors get involved in these projects, especially with these superhero projects. Right. Um, and as much as I do like the movie and I know I'm, I'm one of the few, uh, we saw what happened when a big time director took over something like the rise of Skywalker with JJ. Right. And, and with Ryan Johnson taking over the last Jedi and the backlash. And just imagine if someone unknown had tackled those movies and, and how good they could have been because they're story driven directors so far from what we've seen from her, she's a story and character driven director. And that's what Marvel does so well over the last, like, you know, eight to 10 years, they figured out that they don't need to get a director who knows how to handle CGI or action. They can get someone who's really good at character stories, who's really good at driving the story and then put the action around them and let them figure out the action. And, you know, we saw it with the Rooster Brothers. They stepped in with the Winter Soldier after being comedy stuff on Netflix and they deliver a grounded story with the Winter Soldier, but also this elevated action that we had never seen before in the MCU. I expect to kind of see the same thing a little bit with Captain Marvel 2. Um, I'm crossing my fingers that it's on the right track because I want this movie to be so good. That's what I was hoping for the first one. I liked the first one, but I want this one to be like, it's funny. I just made the comparison of the Winter Soldier. I very much see the Captain Marvel franchise similar to the Captain America franchise. Yes, the yes. first Avenger was good, but we saw like such great potential. And then the Winter Soldier was like, it's now competing for greatest comic book movie of all time in a lot of people's heads. Like, I'm not expecting Captain Marvel 2 to do that, but I expected to take that kind of jump. And I do think with the right people around her, Nia DaCosta can very much do that for this property. Yeah, and I think, look, Captain Marvel's not an easy character to make a movie about. It's it's kind of like the Superman thing, right? 
they're so powerful. It's like, what challenges do you put in front of them that makes a compelling story? It's really difficult, but I trust I trust Feige. And if yeah. Nia DaCosta can get into the character of Carol Danvers, then I'm I think she can do that, and I'm I'm cool with that. Yeah, Brian. Um, yeah, I, I'm all on board for this. Like I said, like you guys have said, I don't know much about her, but um, if Feige thinks she is great then i have no doubt in him um i i love that um that marvel is continuing this diversity of directors uh men women whoever um in the direction we're going in um i i saw someone made a post of um, all the picture, like all the upcoming announced yeah, Marvel movies and the directors next to it. And I think there was only two, two white directors, two white male directors. The rest were just female, it, just all over the place. And it's, it's pretty cool. And a lot of them unknowns too, uh, which makes it even better. Um, and then also the fact that, I mean, this movie is clearly heading into a territory of uh, heavy female presence because the writer is going to be uh, Megan McDonald is uh, the woman that is doing WandaVision right now. Um, so, I mean, you have a woman writer, a woman leading actress, a woman director. I mean, it, it's, it's stacking itself and it's cool because it, it's going to bring a different perspective than your, typical white male director movie. Um, and honestly, I have a feeling this is going to be so different from Captain Marvel that I'm stoked yes. because a lot of people, I mean, it made a crap ton of money. It made over a billion dollars. I mean, a lot of that you can contribute to the fact that this was Marvel's first female leading role it's her of uh, uh, her own movie um but uh, i mean a lot of people this was not toted as one of the best of marvel's movies uh, it was great but it wasn't it wasn't in anyone's automatic top three or something i mean it might be but um so this is probably going to go in a completely different direction that we can expect um and i'm here for that because um it, it could honestly be a complete 180 for the Captain Marvel character, but in a great way. It, she can go from being good to fantastic. And um, I'm here for it. Let's, I, let's do it. I mean, sometimes these new directors have completely different ideas, different uh, takes. Sometimes you get directors that have been here for a while and get stuck in this kind of retelling the same thing in the same way. This is going to be a completely fresh take, and I am very excited to see where it goes. Agree. Uh, what's up with that $500 internet, man? <laughs> I don't know. Apparently, I didn't spend enough. Jesus. <laughs> in here twice. You guys can't see it, but we can. Oh, hey, 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 this is becoming a, a routine, honestly. Like every damn yeah, uh, It's a little bit on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. You guys got to plan for it. Shit. 
<laughs> All right. So uh, before we move to our next story, one of our favorite things is interacting with you guys, the community. We appreciate you so much. And Gio, do you want to tell them how they can do that more? Absolutely. So we not only enjoy you guys watching our videos, we enjoy so much, maybe even more, your interactions. Whether you like us or give us a like, a dislike, I dare you, uh, or a comment, <laughs> you know, uh, we really do appreciate hearing from you guys because you guys that are watching are part of the conversation. We want you to be a part of the conversation. Okay. We want you to poke the bear. So um, while you guys are watching our videos, if you can go. Poke the bear is Gio. Subscribe, uh, like, and comment. It gives us more exposure. And the more exposure we have, the more people get to discover us. And, um, you know, there's no better community out there than the movie community, you know, where we can all bond together over this, uh, over these pieces of art. So please do uh, interact with us and comment, subscribe, like. We really do appreciate it. Well, all said. right. And back to Jake with the news. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, the only the lone TV news that we have here tonight, uh, but it was it was one that I just couldn't pass up. Um, I'm bummed that Keith isn't here for this because this is a this is a Keith story. But uh, Amazon has officially ordered two series, not just the show, but two series because it has actually already been shot a League of Their Own series. And let me go ahead and throw up an image real quick of the classic Le a League of Their Own with Tom Hanks uh, sitting right there and uh, Gina Davis, I believe. Right? Correct me yeah. if I'm wrong. Gina yeah. Davis. Um, and Madonna and, and so many great people in this film. Rosie but uh, yeah, so they're, they're doing a, a, a little bit of a reboot in a TV series form, which is really cool. And the cool thing here is that the pilot has already been shot and it's officially been ordered. And we're going to be seeing a series for the film on a very, uh, very, very soon. And here is a look at four of the main characters. I don't have their names, but here's the updated oh. look for this film. Um, really, really cool. So there's four teams for you right there. Uh, four different women on four different teams, which is going to be a really cool outlook on this story. Um, Abby Jacobson and Will Graham are the co-creators and executive producers of it, and they describe the film as a reinterpretation of the beloved Penny Marshall film from 28 years ago. Um, the pilot was directed by Jamie Babbitt, uh, who is who has done stuff for Silicon Valley and Russian Doll on Netflix. And then a little bit of a quote here on what they're trying to go for for the film. Um, it's a quote here. Uh, the new series promises to examine issues of race and sexuality in the context of the generation of women who played professional baseball. Um, I'll just say this quickly and we'll definitely get in discussion about it, but I am so for this. Uh, I, not only do I love the original movie, uh, it's, it's a movie that I can constantly just put on and enjoy the hell out of. Um, but I think that this story could fit really well in a TV series. It can be a really, really cool TV series. Um, and it's not just a one-off movie. And obviously, you know, the Penny Marshall film will always live in our hearts, but I think it's really cool that they're doing a series. Uh, it was, it's not a surprise that it's getting picked up by, uh, for a full season, but it's a cool thing to talk about because we don't talk about TV much, but it's also a female led sports drama, um, which is going to be really cool. And so, uh, Jacob, you know, overall thoughts on this one, man, what are, are you excited for a league of their own TV series? So. I've never seen the original movie. Oh, <laughs> but spoiler I know, alert! I know I of it. Either. I know of it. I know the concept. I know it's you know a classic in its own right. And the the Tom Hanks like that image you showed is like I've seen it so many times uh, of Tom Hanks standing in a dugout and stuff. But I do, I love this as a concept for a TV show. I think because I know the synopsis of the movie and everything. 
I, I really like, there's so many cool things you can do with this. And it's like, if they made a, look, I know, especially people like you, Jake, you would love if they made a TV show about male baseball players in the MLB or something like if they did something like that'd be cool. But this, there's so many unique things you can do with this. And look, I've never seen um, the show glow. I've heard great things about it, but it's incredible. It, it reminds me of glow where you're taking yeah. these female characters in a, mostly known male sport and you're showing how they're dealing with it and how they're living in this world. So I don't know much about it from the movie standpoint, but the idea of it sounds really cool. And I definitely need to check out the movie and I want to check out the series when it comes out. I, I think that Jacob, you should wait because this would be a great watch. Okay. Oh, this would yeah. be a great, I mean, I'm down for that. I haven't seen it. Oh, I just, <laughs> Hey, you know we have a movie watching challenge, right, Jake? <sighs> Isn't Jill, it on there? Um, I need someone to talk about this movie who has actually seen it. Please tell me you've seen this movie. Yep, I watched this movie quite. <laughs> there we go. I watched movie quite a few times um, growing up. It is a classic. I mean, you want to talk about some of the best baseball movies? I think uh, League of Their Own is up there. Agreed. Um, Agreed. With the best of them, um, I. Look, the movie is definitely fun, but what I appreciated was, you know, how they how they portrayed how society viewed female baseball players. You know, they thought it was a joke. I mean, they thought it wouldn't go anywhere near um, as <laughs> as close as the MLB. What's up? Oh, oh here, here's here's the quote from Star Drew here. Not sure Brian can be called the baseball fan, man. Confession <laughs> from Rachel. She hasn't seen it either. Rachel. Sorry, Gio. I couldn't help but laugh at that. (laughs) But no, I I definitely, um, I'm definitely excited that this will get a um, a kind of a reboot, uh, if you want to call it that, um, on Amazon. The whole thing about you know um, examining the issues of you know race and sexuality um, among you know female baseball players that's still a conversation being had today unfortunately um if you don't believe me go to google type wnba and yeah. check out the comment sections on the first of uh, a couple of their articles i mean it's it's disgusting um so this absolutely is a story that needs to be told um today and um i'm definitely looking forward to it and I, i'll i'll add before right, right before you step in brian one thing i need to say is that I haven't watched a Amazon series that I haven't liked personally. Um, I think that they're one of the best in the business at doing TV series. And so I am very happy it landed at Amazon and and not somewhere else because I think they're going to treat it really, really right. So Brian, go ahead. Uh, yeah, this is one of those movies that I've like always wanted to see and then just never did. Um I, it's funny because I can literally hear Tom Hanks saying that it's one of those movies you see on TV a lot too. Um, and I, my, I literally probably flipped by this movie uh, and heard the, there's no crying in baseball line so many times, but um, yeah, it might be my favorite Tom Hanks performance. I've been sitting here thinking about it. Wow. It's, it really is like up there. Yeah. So, um yeah i'm all for this um definitely on my my lists of list of ones that i want to see and will probably 
put on there because they're they're making a lot of um, shows that are either. Um, oh God, you just made Jake's night with that miracle comment. <laughs> um, yeah, because I mean they're making a lot of these TV shows off of. Um, uh, uh, God damn it, Mike! Just pay attention, so, Brian. Pay attention to the comments. Star Drew's throwing. <laughs> shade at me paying attention to the comments you mean like uh, existing uh, properties brian but um yeah no uh hey there's a lot of tv shows that are either getting uh movies based off of uh or tv shows based off of movies and or um spinoff or remakes uh look at one flew over the cuckoo's nest now you've got um that ratched show now you've got uh a league of their own doing this and so um, it's kind of cool because it's make sending people to watch these movies um, because of the interest of it. For me specifically, I am so excited by that trailer of Ratched, yet I have no freaking clue what's going on because I've never seen the movie. So it puts that on my list. Same goes with this. I this, this sounds right up my alley for a TV show, but I've never seen The League of Their Own. So that's going to send me to go watch that movie. So it's kind of cool that this is happening. And I will say, to add to that point, Amazon currently has two of those that come to my mind, Hannah and Jack Ryan. They've done those off of two movie franchises yeah. in the past. I got to watch Jack Ryan. Man. Yeah, you do. You uh, real quick it. here, before we move on, the Real well. Punk just in here with a comment. I'm excited to see them jump into this discrimination that went on in that time and explain what really went on that they couldn't fit into something like the original movie. That's And that we continue to talk about this with, with TV series. They have an extended amount of time to tell these stories. It's not just limited to two hours. They, 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 if they do eight episodes, it's eight hours of television for a season that you can tell a story. And that's huge, especially for a topic like this. So I, I definitely am. Yeah, that's, that's very, very true. Awesome. So, yeah, we're all excited for that. And Gio, what is that shirt you have on, man? That's, that shirt looks pretty dope. If you could show it off a little bit. Oh, yeah. Brian, do you want to tell them where they can get one of those? Sure. Does Jake have the image? Uh, it's on. They're on T Public. Oh. Uh, we have tons of uh, shirts that either are from our shows or some memorable moments, like when I came up with Disturbing in a Good Way. Uh, oh, my and goodness. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, if you are interested, they have more than just t shirts, too. So uh, if you're interested, go check it out. Awesome. So we got a couple more news stories and they might be the most interesting ones that we talk about today. So Jake, what, what do we got first? Yeah. So uh, this week, it, it's it's been an interesting week in the world of uh, movie news. We have some official stuff and per usual, we have some major comic book rumors. And I will say that this is, uh, yes, hashtag uh, plug. Thank you, Real Punk. We are very true on that one. Plugging um, ourselves. Yes, of course. Um <laughs> There is a rumor going around right now. Then this, and I'll, I'll add this. Everyone should take this with the biggest grain of salt you can possibly take because it comes from a site called We Got This Covered. And if you know the movie oh, world, I'm sorry, this is where it came from. The, if you know the movie world, uh, We oh. Got This Covered is very well known for clickbait titles and throwing out random ideas that are in no way, shape, or form um, said anywhere else on the online circuit or anything. But <laughs> We're going to have a fun little conversation about it because we have talked about Mr. Shia LaBeouf 
joining the MCU before um, in a specific role. Uh, what, a, what a great looking goatee there, by the way. Um, and uh, so the rumor, the rumor says that he will be portraying or possibly Marvel is looking at him portraying none other than Iceman for the X-Men in the MCU. And now this is a great little piece of art here that came out this week. And I don't have the artist off the top of my head, um, but this is him as Iceman for the MCU. Um, and that he will uh, portray the character in an upcoming X-Men movie, reboot, whatever it may be. But that MCU has an eye on him for this character. Now, let's also add that his name was heavily, heavily rumored and still is for the Moon Knight series that Disney Plus is doing for Marvel. Um, and so that could very well happen as well. But nothing official has happened from this yet. But like I said, I wanted to have a fun little conversation about it. And that the one thing on top of just talking about it, I asked the boys to come up with a character that they would love to see Shia play that isn't Iceman. And you know, if, if you couldn't find one, you can pick Moon Knight, but preferably not Moon Knight because there are a bunch of them. Um, so we're going to be talking about that as well. But first of all, Brian, I'll go to you on this one first. Uh, thoughts about this rumor and the fitting for Shia and Iceman in an X-Men movie for the MCU? Um, so I didn't know this was we got this covered. And yeah. Yeah. Uh, that they're the National Enquirer of, <laughs> of websites, uh, which is coming from someone that used to think their word was gospel until Jake <laughs> shut you hard down. Back some hard facts on me um there's a couple things that throw a red flag to me other than them being the site that uh reports it number one why would they be looking at casting iceman first there are so many more big named x-men that probably would need to come in first before you go for that and this is coming from someone iceman is it is in my top five favorite characters of all time because I, he was like my childhood favorite character. Um, so I, I, I don't see this. I don't see why they would be looking at, um, Oh, for a second, I thought that said in a, I just not in an X-Men show or movie. Um, I don't see. I just don't see why they would be looking at uh, Iceman first right now, like that. He is not. I mean, he is a big, huge, X like well-known X-Men character. But I have a hard time imagining that they're not going to bring in someone else, or at least announce um, a bigger name or a bigger character than Iceman. Because, I mean, I, it just doesn't, I don't know. It just doesn't seem right to me. Like, and for Shia, like, Shia LaBeouf, unless you're going to make Iceman, like, a level of Cyclops or someone like that in your MCU going forward, why waste Shia LaBeouf? Well, and, like, and, uh, and, and Iceman always felt like, um, to me, he always felt like a pretty boy type character. And that's not Shia. Shia uh, plays the gruff. He can be. I, I, I mean, yeah. I, I, I guess it's just from experience for the X-Men movies. I don't know him from the comics very well. Um, I'll say this. Uh, I definitely back you on that. I don't feel like that this would be the first thing that Marvel would be doing for this, for an X-Men reboot. Um, not to mention that he's already been portrayed before. 
And I feel like Marvel would probably stay away from him for a little bit and, and get to some characters that didn't get their justice in the X-Men movies. Um, I know that he's a, an original member of the X-Men team and, and yeah. Marvel could very well be just, they could very well put the original comic X-Men team on screen together, which would include him. But I don't, not only do I not see Marvel doing that right away with the character, but I also just don't see Shia playing the character. He doesn't really fit the character of Iceman for me personally. No, I, I completely agree with you. He, and like I said, I highly doubt Shia LaBeouf is going to take a backseat-ish role to one of these Marvel movies if he's not a leading character. And I, I just don't see him. I mean, when he does movies, he seems to be one of, if not the main character. Like that, clear, clearly he's doing it as a he's picking his movies as roles that he wants to come across on the screen. So I just don't see him as an ice man. Um, not to say he shouldn't be, but I, I just, I, it doesn't make sense to me. Like there's, uh, unless they're going for old school X-Men, I don't see why they would be looking at Iceman right now. It just doesn't make any sense really. Geo. So. Uh, well, before I found out that this was from, we got this covered. I, <laughs> this, this is, this is, uh, this is a pipe dream. Okay. <laughs> this is a pipe dream. In what way? Like him playing the character or Shia coming in? I think in Shia just being in an MCU big budget movie, like if, if night is a streaming series that I could probably, uh, buy into because you know streaming series they, they they can go that extra they can cross that boundary from uh family friendly into really dark territory um i don't know i i, I see shia labeouf as more of a if he were to be in the big budget mcu movie uh more of a dr doom kind of guy but I don't see this Iceman thing. I don't know. No, they, no, they, they would not do Iceman. No, I, I don't, I don't buy that. So Jacob. Well, I think, look, this, we said, take this all with a big grain of salt, right? So let's just play the game. Like, let's say it's a legit report. And hypothetically, I think we're looking a little bit too far into it. Like, Iceman is a pretty cool character as considering his power set. Like the MCU doesn't have anybody necessarily who could do what he does. And I could see a situation where maybe they want to bring a mutant, one mutant into a, like a supporting role in a random MCU film. Like let's say it's Captain Marvel two, right? And the first X-Men character we ever meet, not that he's the lead of the X-Men, is Iceman. I could see that possibly happening. And look, I told this to Brian. I want Iceman in the MCU. I want Shia LaBeouf in the MCU. But I don't want Shia LaBeouf playing Iceman necessarily. Yep. 100%. Uh, I, like, I want both of them. And I look, 
I'm a Cyclops guy. He's one like Cyclops is one of my favorite comic book characters of all time. And I want them to get Cyclops right. So I don't mind Iceman being maybe they they have five main characters who are X-Men characters and Iceman's one of them. I'm cool with that, but I don't think Iceman's going to be the lead of a of an MCU film or the lead of an X-Men movie. He can be a main like one of the main characters, but not the main character. Now, Shia LaBeouf, I we're all big fans of him here at Apocalypse Movies. Like we always talk about how great he is and how he's undervalued and how and forget about such a long way. Forget about his you know off-screen antics. Like just as an actor, he's amazing. Just do it. <laughs> do it. So I want to see him do something. And yeah, Moon Knight would be cool, but I want to see him in the movies. I, I want to so see let's, him. Let's in let's the get film. to this then. Let's uh, we all talked about a character here. Um, let, let's let's talk about what character we'd want to see him as that isn't Iceman. If if the pipe dream, like Geo calls it, uh, is actually possible. And Jacob, I'll go right back to you. Who is the character that you would love to see Shia as? So I was trying to look at like MC Marvel characters that aren't in the MCU, right? And right now, I mean, there's a ton. There's plenty, but right now a lot of them are X Men characters or maybe some Spider Man characters, whatever. And the one I came to, and we talked about if Iceman's a pretty boy type, which they could do, they could make Iceman whoever they want to make him. But, and we talked about Shia's like, you know, gonna play more of an edgy character. I think I would like to see him as Sabretooth. Ah, now, dang you. <laughs> I, so, you know, I don't want to go other character, more popular characters. I would love to see them. And the thing is, if you do Sabretooth, he's a villain, right? But, if you do something cool with Sabretooth, uh, I think like I actually really like Leaf Schreiber as Sabretooth. Like, even though that yep. movie's not great, I like Leaf Schreiber as Sabretooth. If you're going for a Sabretooth that looks more human, not like Tyler Maine in the first X-Men movie, if you're going for a Sabretooth that looks more human, I'm cool with like a Shia LaBeouf because I don't want Shia LaBeouf to play an alien or a character where you don't see his face or anything like that. I want to see him. And if you have a Lieb Schreiber type Sabretooth, I would like that for Shia LaBeouf. Uh, Gio, I'll, I'll go to Gio before you, Brian. Awesome. Yeah, Sabretooth was actually a very good pick. Like, I'd be a fan of that. Although he, Shia is only 5'9", so, I mean, Wolverine would have to be – they'd have to go a short version of Wolverine. Uh, but he could definitely pull it off. Um. I'm going to stick with uh, someone I mentioned, uh, Dr. Doom. I really think uh, Shia can, you know, tap into that, you know, bad guy, evil type person who, uh, you know, has has everything in the world and wants more power. Um, so I could definitely see him doing that. I'm just not a fan of him as Iceman. Um, that'd be the, the equivalent of Jennifer Lawrence as Mystique. You know, it'd be... Uh, an actor um, overshadowing the, the character, you know, and you wouldn't see Iceman, you'd see Shia LaBeouf. So, yeah, that's my thoughts. Brian? Um, I I agree with Anthony. He's He would be perfect for Moon Knight. Um, I, I'm hard-pressed to think of him in anything other than Moon Knight, just because I just literally finished a couple months ago, a whole 30 something run of Moon Knight and literally was imagining him playing it the whole entire time. So his him playing Moon Knight would be absolutely perfect. 
Um, I, since you asked us to pick someone else other than Moon Knight, um, uh, I did come up with Silver Surfer. Um, I don't know why, just maybe because he's just such like a powerful entity. Um, and I mean, you don't really need, I mean, you kind of want Silver Surfer a lot, but he's, he's almost kind of like one of those characters that's like too powerful that you don't want around all the time. And that kind of gives, I feel like Shia like that, um, possibility to be there for a little bit, but still have a, a big time presence, especially if he's the Herald of Galactus. Like, I mean, that's a, that's a pretty solid thing. Um, but if, if you're pointing a gun to my head, he absolutely needs to play Moon Knight though. He, he, his personality in life almost like mirrors Moon Knight. It's, it's insane. So I, I would gladly, gladly have him be Moon Knight this guy right here. Yeah. I, uh, I, I'm pretty sure in our fan casting, I actually picked Shia for, for Moon Knight. I would have to go back to that video. I'm not sure. Um, you did. I had, I had two very interesting possibilities. Um, it's funny. I, I think that he could be a really cool Wolverine personally. Yeah. Um, but those aren't the two that I, that I thought of. One of them, uh, Stardew here just mentioned, and that is Beta Ray Bill. Um, mm -hmm. I think he'd be a really cool version of Beta Ray Bill. Uh, but the other, um, and I don't know how it would fit because I don't know a ton about the character. I know a very little, but from what they're setting up in the movies is Nova. Um, because Xandar was just destroyed by Thanos. He's the only one left. I could really see Shia playing off of that story where he's essentially lost everything he has and he's this lone gunslinger in the universe with these powers uh very all out of captain marvel obviously um and i i agree that i think he would be better fitted for like an earth character where uh you know he he doesn't it's not space or superpowers or stuff like that um and so but i i do think that nova would be a really interesting choice for him um, while you guys were talking, one that didn't pop in my head until now was Gambit. Uh, what if, what if he played the character of Gambit? And I know Channing Tatum is is like the perfect choice for that. But if that doesn't ever happen, He's like he could be it. a really cool Remy LeBeau wielded some cards around in New Orleans, you know. And that's an X Men character. Yeah, so. yeah, I, it's possible. I'm a, again, I have a really hard time imagining Shia LaBeouf's signing on to anything unless he's a main role or a yeah, main presence, not, not some backup character. Um, I like Gia's I, call about Dr. Doom. I do like yeah, that a lot. I, I, I would love that. Cause they could do a Dr. Doom solo movie if they want. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, and depending on how they do fantastic four, if they are actually younger, or so that got trapped in the quantum realm or something like it said a while ago that could possibly work out. Um, 
to your Nova, I, I, I came across him too, because he's a character that I really badly want to see, but I, I think he's too much of a pretty boy. No, Nova's too much of a, uh, the comics version. Yeah. Yeah. And they know. could change these characters. Cause I actually wrote Nova down as my third choice and, but I wrote veteran Nova. So I thinking like he's been Nova for a while. So, and he became him when he was younger for, I don't know how that would work with coming from earth and all that stuff, but I think they could find a way. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. I also wrote beast, but <laughs> I don't know, but like beast. you guys said, It'll probably be a more prominent role other than I actually other than like a, your Sabretooth idea. Yeah, I like Sabretooth. I like Doctor Doom a lot too. Like definitely Doctor uh, Can you imagine like Doctor if they got like a solid Wolverine and then him, like those two going after yeah. each other? You know who the two cool. should be? It's it's uh Jon Snow versus Shia LaBeouf. Jon Snow's Ooh. Black Knight. I know if I had my choice though. Yeah, didn't you cast him as Wolverine yeah, in our? He was, he was my pick yeah. for Wolverine. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Well, uh, any last thoughts on that, guys? No, I just get Shia in a big movie. There's yes. no. I'm sorry. Yes. If there's no way in hell he's Iceman, I don't know. No, I don't think hell. so. But in the MCU, I hope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So on to Jake's favorite topic today. <laughs> uh, final topic, really the main topic, the thumbnail of the show here. Uh, I know that we're, you know, 50 minutes here in the show, but we can take some time on this one because it's a big one. Um, it's the biggest one of the week. And uh, so Disney has officially put into development, um, and I'll get to that a little bit later, what that specifically means. Um, Tron 3 is officially a go. As of right now, it is a go. They have a director. They have a star. Um, they are working towards getting this movie made, and it will star Jared Leto as an unknown character at the moment, although he may have actually made his Twitter mishap, and it... <laughs> may have come to know what that actually is. And then it's going to be directed by a gentleman named Garth Davis, who is known for Mary Magdalene and Lion. Um, two very different films for what Tron is specifically made to be. But um, so this this movie currently has been in, in the works, yep. talks, movie whatever you want to say for the last decade. It's It's been around since Legacy came out. Um, people have been wanting the sequel and I've been one of those people championing a sequel for years now. Um, and so there's no official word as of right now, if Garrett Hedlund and Olivia Wilde will be back. Unfortunately, Joseph Kaczynski is not going to be back who directed legacy. Um, he has also just finished up on top gun two, which is a cool little, uh, ad there. Um, no plot that. details at the moment. Uh, and we don't know if it's a continuation of legacy or something brand new. And uh, the, what I had mentioned earlier about it being in development, the reason I didn't say it's greenlit because it's not officially greenlit yet. Um, Deadline with their report said that insiders still stress a green light has not been given and that it's still in development, but Davis's involvement is a push in the right direction. So what that means in a movie term is that Davis is going to develop the project. He's going to write a script. And apparently they've had a script, a script just sitting there for a while, probably work off of that. They're going to develop the project and if Disney likes it, then they're going to green light the project and give them the money to make it. Currently, it has not reached that stage. And so there is still a possibility we may not see this movie. But right now, in the last 10 years, this is the closest thing we have gotten to a Tron 3 happening. Um, and I'll, I'll just say this right off the bat. Uh, I want more Tron. I want more Tron in any capacity you can give me. I just, 
I need a legacy sequel personally. I'm still very torn on the fact that it's going to star Jared Leto as a character I don't know, and that Garrett Hedlund and Olivia Wilde are nowhere to be mentioned. Um, I'm bummed that Kaczynski's not coming back. It's that's unfortunate, but uh, Mortron is better. I'm just I'm crossing my fingers that in the next year or so it's revealed that yes, Hedlund and the Wild are coming back in their roles because that ending was perfectly setting up something for the future and they need to tackle that. So Jacob, if you want to go first, man, go ahead. Yeah. So as you know, Jake, you had me watch Tron legacy and I really enjoyed it. And I've still, I've ne still never seen the original Tron. I don't know if I should, if I don't know if it's dated or not, but it's, it's a thousand percent dated. Yeah. But probably still worth look the thing about yeah. tron is i love this world i i love this mythology and all the the writing and the, the world building and all this stuff it's really cool and way ahead of its time and i i think it's awesome world to explore and i know it didn't make a ton of money at the box office but i do think it's worth going back to and if if i had if if I had to choose, I would love for them to make a direct sequel to the last to legacy with Garrett Hedlund and Olivia Wilde returning. That's what I would want. But as long as they're going back to this world, I'm okay with it. Look, Jared Leto gets a, gets a lot of hate. And I, I mean, you know, I, I don't get it necessarily. Cause I, I really like Jared Leto. I, I think he's a great actor and I, I want to see him in the light role. Maybe some of the stuff he was doing behind the scenes on suicide squad were totally uncalled for. But other than that, I'm a big fan of Jared Leto. So I I don't think it's a bad thing that he's leading this film, but it's kind of like they're shooing the legacy to the side and just making their own thing. So I don't know. I, as long as we're getting more Tron, awesome. But we'll see. Maybe he's a new character and he's with Garrett Hedlund and Olivia Wilde and they're all involved. Maybe he's the... Do, I mean... I don't, you said he hinted towards who he's playing. I don't know what that is. So I'm talking without knowing that. Let's say he's a human from earth who, who they interact with now that they're in the real world. I get, cause you're going to have to have a human character that they, that they interact with. So maybe he's that character and he's just the third lead. So who knows what they're doing, but I'm just glad we're going back to this world. Geo. Yeah, Jake uh, and everyone, you guys know, big fan of Tron Legacy. Um, really enjoyed that movie. Um, was bummed out that it's been this long and still no sequel. Although that kind of makes sense when you uh, take a step back and look at the numbers. Um, Tron is very much a risk for Disney. Um, it's a risk because not enough people went to go watch it in 2010 when it came out. And then to make matters worse, um, the reason why the third movie has been in development hell, even though it's gained a following, uh, Tron Legacy, is because of other Disney failures that you know tied into the potential of Tron Three, like uh, Tomorrowland and John, John Carter. Carter. You know the those movies and how they performed at the box office did Tron Three no favors at all. So. Um, like I said, I'm not getting my hopes high. I really do hope that it, it, it comes, you know, it's green light, but you know, the fact that it's been 10 years, um, I don't know. We'll see. Anthony here. In my honest opinion, I don't really think after the first Tron movie, they should have made a legacy in the first place. And I'm not really excited for Tron three hot take from Anthony. Uh, I would probably say you're in the minority there, sir. Um, 
So uh, very, very interesting. Brian, what are your, what are your thoughts on this one? Uh, I saw Tron Legacy in IMAX, and it was pretty Lucky. wild. Um, it actually sat kind of close to the screen, which actually made it better. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, um, yeah, I, I echo. I the second movie was set up so perfectly for to go from there. I love Jared Leto. He's great in everything he's in. Um, I just don't know if I want that. Like I would rather get what we had from two back and maybe Jared Leto's like the villain of a corporation trying to do something with Tron. Like, um, do you know who played the villain in Tron Legacy? No, I've never seen it. Oh, oh wait, excuse and, me. Sorry. Do you know who played the villain in, in reality, the real life at the beginning of the movie, who was set up to be the villain in Red 3? Geo, don't say anything. Was it him? Killian Murphy. Mm. Oh, God. I love that. And it's been how, so, it's, how great would that, that would be? That would be amazing. He, I took mean, over, he took over Jeff Bridges' company in the film, uh, Flynn, Flynn Tech, I think it's called, or something. And uh, he was set up to be the villain for number three. The thing that hurts me the most, like... <laughs> this is very Jake. The, it has yeah, touched Sorry, Jake sorry, sorry, sorry. And- um, the thing that hurts me the most is like, yes, like it's awesome that we're getting more Tron. I've, I've said that. And, and to answer... Uh, where to go? Where to go? Where to go? Starger here. Uh, yes, I did watch Tron Up Tron Uprising, and it's incredible. It is absolutely That's incredible. animated, right? It's an animated uh, television show that ran for one season. It is so good, um, and I think it might be on Disney Plus now. But the thing that hurts me the most about this is that for the past ten years, Kaczynski, Garrett Hedlund, and Olivia Wilde have all said they would do it for ten years. And that now you're going to do it and you're handing it off to two people who weren't involved in the previous movie. Like, I get it if the movie didn't make money. That's fine. But this is this is part of my biggest issue with Disney is that they can't trust themselves with original properties that aren't based on animated stuff or theme parks. And it's really hurting them as a company. Yes, they're living off of the MCU and Star Wars. But when you look at the Disney properties... All of it is live action adaptations or fairy tale stuff oh, that yeah. are based off of theme parks. John Carter, Tron, and and Tomorrowland. Tomorrowland's based off based off a theme park, but it, it was I also kind of an original it. story. Um, for some reason, they shy away from them, and it's starting to frustrate me. And when this story came out, I was I was mad. I was like, <laughs> like. You're going to do a Tron 3, but you're not going to mention the three people who have literally said in every interview when asked about it, I would totally return for Tron. Like, I honestly think they went, hey, look, a big name is going to be in this movie. I honestly think that's where you got it. And Brian? Yes. Yes. They don't do this. I will say this. They don't do it. Damn movie. There is. There is actually tracks from the legacy soundtrack that have yet to be released that they're thinking about releasing oh wow there is there are still soundtracks that have yet to be released from that soundtrack that they might release soon so keep an eye out for that well didn't the producer at disney say they've talked to daft punk about it recently? yeah they would yeah yeah so it's, I, I, yeah. look to- i don't think the failure of tron is not garrett Hedlund and olivia wilde like Guys, i don't 
Just look how cool this looks. Yeah, that looks Just amazing. Look how cool this looks. It's awesome. It was even better in IMAX. It was, I mean, and with the, imagine, because I honestly want to say this was one of my first, uh, one of my first IMAX movies that I ever saw. I know Batman Begins was my first. Um, and I don't think people grasp the concept of IMAX too much yet. I mean, I get it. It's 2010. It had been around, but like that movie was just, it almost was like made for IMAX big, bright colors, giant things coming around you. The sounds it, it, it was incredible. And I can only imagine you give Daft Punk another chance with those actors and the special effects and stuff that we have now, I can only imagine what what it would do. I honestly feel like the reason we are not seeing uh, Garrett Hedlund in Olivia Wilde is because Disney thinks they're probably not big enough names anymore. I, I truly feel like that's probably what it is, uh, that those two alone probably they feel cannot carry – a movie and are going to say look at how they did with the last one what's we can't gamble on doing the same thing again with this one and, and look it made 400 it yeah it made 400 million dollars which isn't bad but the problem is this movie's expensive yeah. that this movie would make so much effing money today that's what it i was gonna say so much effing came out money. at the wrong time i it think 2010 was the wrong Time. It was 10 years ahead of its time. So it was 10 years ahead of its time. So how how was 2010 the wrong time? I mean, there were, there are some that said Avatar coming out a year before kind of crushed whatever wow factor Tron Legacy may have had as That's, far as visual effects there's went. There's a good enough reason right there. I I will say this too, Gio. If if we go back, I'm pretty sure the movie was marketed as Tron Legacy 3D. And 3D wasn't really a big thing back then. Avatar had just done it in December, the year before, like six months beforehand. I want to say it was competing, wasn't it? it? I feel like it was competing against some heavy hitters too around that time. Like it kind of got flushed into just the, like it kind of just, didn't hold up around everything that was coming up out around that time too. 2010, I'm thinking what Iron Man two. So, uh, let me, so this came, this movie came out in December of 2010. And so it came out around movies like the tourist, um, Chronicles of Narnia. The fighter was the same weekend with Mark Wahlberg. Um, True Grit, the remake, which was an Oscar grab movie. Not much competition. Yeah, so not not a whole lot of competition. Um, yeah, Gio, what were you saying, man? Mm. I think you got cut off. Oh no, I mean it's just look, it, it's tough. Uh, I mean they they want to put it in development, and now it's I mean, it, it there's a heavy heavy competition in in the box office these days, much worse than 2010. You know, I mean, now you got three Avatar movies coming. 
who are again going to push the boundaries of visual effects. Um, and Disney has all these other Ooh, you know, properties that they get, that they want to do as well, you know, and superheroes and all that kind of stuff. So ah, I don't know what well, it did. Shutter Island and Inception was in that category, but Inception came out in the summer, though. Yeah, uh, Nolan wouldn't release a movie in December. It's true. Yeah, so I, I, what I meant by wrong time is that 2010 was a weird, like, I don't know. I feel like we went into this golden age of, like, blockbuster films, like, after, I guess, after 2012 with the Avengers. Like, from that point on, like, 2012 to 2019 was huge for movies. And I feel like if Tron Legacy came out during that time, it would have done a lot better, you know, a little bit away from Avatar and... Like, I think what, even though there's more competition, we see this happen, like movies catch lightning in a bottle. Everybody was worried about Aquaman and uh, what else came out that Jumanji, they came out yeah. at this on the same week and they both, Aquaman made a billion dollars, Jumanji made like $900 million. So I think Tron would do a lot, would have done a lot better in like 2018 or whenever the hell we go back to the movie. Theaters. I'm, I'm crossing my fingers that, and this will be the last thing I say about this, that this movie is a spinoff and that has nothing to do with what the story we know with legacy and that they're testing the waters with the Tron market. <laughs> and they're like, okay, this movie did good. Let's get Garrett Hale and Olivia Wilde back to do a sequel. Crossing my fingers. Like, Let's hope for that. She, I mean, I think those be, things are behind her, man. I mean, the, no, what are you talking about? Did she no. want to get into that vacuum suit again? Vacuum suit. I, I don't think she so. doesn't have to. She's in the real world. Yeah. Well, but she no, might well, have to. What they, I'm sure. So Tron is going to take place in the real world 100%? Or are they going to go back to the grid? Geo, do you remember the the the, the, the final moments of the movie? Yes. They, they, they were in the real world. Yeah, but they're yeah, going to have to go back to the grid. That's why people watch Tron. That doesn't mean she has to put that suit back on. I mean, not to mention, I'm sure the technology, you probably don't even need the suit. Like, Just, I mean, think about this, guys. Garrett Hedlund, Olivia Wilde, Killian Murphy, Joseph Kaczynski directing, and possibly seeing Jeff Bridges back. Are you effing kidding me? Well, and like, Disney, and get your shit together. You could have Jared Leto in that movie too. Like, there's no reason you can't yeah, have all like, of them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, maybe we'll see. I mean, there's. It's not like there's only six characters in a movie. You could, you could have him in there. For I mean, sure. I'm not against it, but yeah, yeah, I feel you. I feel you. Oh, see, I found the movie that was the one that did it. Mega Shark versus Crocosaurus. That was the one that did it. <laughs> what are we talking about? Um, real quick, Jacob, before we get out of here, um, Anthony's been putting this in the chat. Yeah. Uh, apparently, the Moon Knight TV show on Disney Plus thinking of introducing the government agency special threat assessment for extra normalties. Um, that sounds cool. I have no idea what that is. That's the so, thing for me. Like, I, I don't know what that is, or else I could address the question. Brian, do you know what that is? They're like, um, it's like almost like a mercenary thing. That's like the government essentially has its own like mercenaries that okay. they use. So it's like, um, I think I know what you're talking about. Don't they like hire blade and stuff to hand to like, no, no? it's, oh. it's more, it's a it kind of, if I'm correct, it kind of caters towards more moon night story where it's like, okay. They're essentially like a form of like military 
by the government, but they're mercenaries that kind of do these under undisclosed tasks. Um, well, they, that's, they handle extra normalities. So like magical, uh, like, sorry, like highly, Suicide squad. No, uh, I would say, um, I have, a, I don't Disney or Marvel is probably going to lay off introducing forms of government because they're clearly going in the route of sword with Nick Fury. And then now you're going to introduce the uh, time force, which is uh, in Loki. So you're going to have a lot of like these new governmenty type things. So to add another one on top of it, eh, maybe we'll see. Well, I don't know, but I don't, I've never read a Moon Knight comic, but if they are a big part of the Moon Knight comics, then it's possible it could be in there. That's all yeah, I could maybe. say. If I'm thinking of the right thing, but I could be wrong. Alrighty, well, that's going to do it for this edition of Tuesday Newsday Apocalypse Now. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. For Jacob, for Jake, for Gio, and Brian, we really appreciate you all hanging out with us today. Please don't forget to check us out this Friday for the next episode of Apocalypse Now. Like we mentioned earlier, check out our podcast uh, platforms, and as always, find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and other social media platforms at Apocalypse Movies. Till next time, peace out.